Welcome to the Driving Dentistry Forward podcast, where successful dental pros and anyone who values the power of a smile can get an edge in the dynamic worlds of healthcare and business. Hosts Chuck Cohen and Rick Cohen speak with top influencers in the world of dentistry and explore essential tools, trends worth your time, and solutions that help you practice smarter. Welcome to another episode of Driving Dentistry Forward. Uh, we are lucky today to be here with Dr. Amos Yahav, the CEO of Augma Biomaterials, an Israeli-based company focused on bone augmentation and bone management. To about 25 employees around the world. And uh, Dr. Yahav is a dentist by training who saw an opportunity. And so welcome, Dr. Yahav, for being here today. Amos, if I can call you that. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your story? How did you go from dentist to inventor and CEO? So first, thank you for having me in your show. And um, a little bit about myself. I myself am a clinician, as you mentioned. I I was born and uh, raised here in Israel, and uh, most of my uh, life have been spent here in Israel. And um, as a dentist, I started to, I finished the University of Dentistry in uh, 1992. So since then, my practice was limited to implant dentistry and uh, augmentation and oral rehabilitation. And in my early day, I was quite frustrated from the way that we perform augmentation procedure. It looks to me too cumbersome, time consuming, and of course, expensive to manage. Therefore, I was thinking about what can be an alternative to what we are doing now. Because as you know, now we're working with granules, with membranes. You need to be very skillful in order to get results. So I knew that if I find something that it's cement-like, it will be much easier. For example, cement changed the construction field. There is no reason that it would not change our field because it's much more easy to apply. So that's what uh, took me to the decision to develop uh, bone graft cement that is completely different concept from everything that we knew up until now. Okay, so um, it's, it's different by the management, it's different by the surgical protocol, which are, let's say, less invasive and uh, it's much faster. And of course, no membrane and primary closure is not mandatory. However, doctors need to learn the concept because it's completely different state of mind when you work with cements. Fascinating. So a lot of, so it sounds to me like the, the whole essence of your business started with an idea. So can you be, just to help us understand the idea behind it and the, the concept behind the product you came out with. When did you have the idea? Where, not where were you necessarily, but what brought you there? And then what made you decide that you wanted to take this idea and really develop it into a business? That's true. Everything starts from idea. Everything actually starts from a need. And when there is a need, you know, you are much more creative and you try to find a way to do it in a better way. And it was started in my early days, okay, as a clinician. And it took me about 15 years of development in order to find a formulation that can uh, that we have now. So it was a long, long, long journey. And during that uh, journey, of course, no one wanted to invest in our company because no one believed. And uh, in that time, I remember that I invested everything. I sold two of my houses in order to sponsor it because I believed so much in that, uh, in that concept. And um, 
The point is that many days you wake up in the morning and you say, why the hell do I need it on my head? I'm a dentist. I make a nice money. I have this. Why do I need it? Because nothing is uh, sure. But I, I really believed in that. And that's become like an obsession. You know, my tenacity come like an obsession in order to reach it. And thanks God we reach it. The point was that after that you have the formulation and you got the FDA and you got the CE and you are so happy, now we are going to sell it. You know, so marketing is a different issue. So that's that was a long, long journey. And, uh, you know, we can sit on a beer and speak about it for hours. Well, I'm not sure that we can do that. I think we may have to talk about it here because most ideas get lost in my experience from the marketing side, less than the technology side. I mean, there's great ideas and people oftentimes figure out how to solve problems, but what they can't figure out how to do successfully, what you have is get that idea out to a wide enough audience that you can build a successful business. So uh, you know kudos what, to you for doing that. You know what they say? They say when the idea needs to get into the market, Kill the inventor. So I didn't want to get killed. So I learned marketing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was better than the alternative. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, so talk about a time when the product you came out with really made a difference for clinicians or maybe even from you from your own practice. When did you know you had something that was going to make a difference for people? So actually, when you invent the product, the first thing that you do, you work with it like all the other protocols because there are no protocols. You know, you need to to create everything from zero. But we made the research for long duration in order to understand how we can enjoy from the benefits that the product can offer us. And then we developed the protocol. That's made a huge difference. Now the problem was, not the problem, the challenge was to change the state of mind of the doctors. And you know who were the last one to move from horses to car? Dentists. No, <laughs> those, those who ride well on, on horses. Right. We didn't find any reason to this. But of course, now we can see that more and more are joining and we have dozens of thousands of clinicians around the world. And it's we are not in the same stage that we have been in the beginning. But the beginning was very, very, very difficult. Very yeah, difficult. Sure. You come with something, you need to convince that it works. Later on, of course, you need to educate. And this is something that we are in Ogma more insisting, not on sales. We're insisting on the education. We know that while the doctors know how to work with it, it cannot go back. So that's, that is our goal. That's something uh, that we do. I love when you talk about protocols, because in a word that really defines one of the challenges of inventions and inventing in general, which is great product, you know, idea to product, product fills a need, but then teaching individuals how to adopt that into their basic procedures is a huge challenge. How did you go and develop the protocols? And then how, how many times did you have to make it different in order to get something that finally worked? I mean, I'd imagine it must have been a, an iterative process. I think, I think it's a great question. And I think since you are in the marketing issue, you know, understand the difficulty. Yeah. Market education is one of the most challenging cases, especially when you bring something new. You need to change first the state of minds of uh, the clinicians. Well, there is something because, you know, not everybody can believe that there is something. You know, the world is divided into innovator, early adapter, early majority, late majority, and leggers. So the innovator is a small part in all, and they, it's easy relatively to, uh, to convince them, but the others, it's take a little bit time and that's why it took me time. But uh, the protocol first, you know, we say good judgment come from a lot of experience. A lot of experience come from bad judgment. 
and it's trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And after hundreds of cases, suddenly we see, wow, that's worked fantastic. That's worked fantastic. Let's adapt it into protocols. And now we have five protocols. The first one is for socket grafting that each clinician, even if he didn't do even one surgical case in his life, but he did extraction, now he can provide to his uh, client, to his uh, patients, socket grafting procedure. This is something that can enrich his uh, ability and expand his uh, income just for providing them. And at the same time, you give them a better uh, treatment care. That's one. So we have a protocol for socket grafting with flap reflection, without flap reflection, and everything is very well documented in our website. The other is for lateral augmentation. Now clinicians who did surgical minor surgery can do even larger surgery. They can do uh, lateral augmentation cases, ridge expansion very easily because all the surgical protocol are not invasive. So we, we can do things like stretching the flap instead of having a tension-free flap. Primary closure is not mandatory. And I do recommend for all of those who wants to get engaged, they can go to our a website in the Agma Bond Cement Academy, in which there we have the intro course. And by the way, they will have C credit for each course and each webinar that they are doing. So they're getting two birds in one shot and they can have webinars that explain in details each kind of the procedure, hundreds of clinical cases, histology, all of those things in order to provide them the, the confidence to work, to start working it and get engaged with uh, Bond Cement. But indeed, education, it's not easy. And that's why many companies prefer to copy than to invent. Exactly. Well, I would go one step farther and say, I like the distinction you're making between protocols and education. Protocols is how the product is going to be used. Education is teaching the protocols. Two different things. And sometimes people confuse those two. And no wonder they don't have good success with their product when they, when they come to market with it. Exactly. Protocols are the tools. Protocols are the tools, while the education is how to use those tools. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. So I'm um, talking about some of the mentors that have been very important to your to you as an inventor, as a dentist, and as a CEO. Where who do, who do you look to and say that's somebody that I want to be like, and that's somebody I can really learn from? Uh, I have different mentors in different stages in my life. So first, if we take the clinical part. So, of course, uh, some of my mentors was uh, those surgeons who perform a lot of surgeries and uh, have experience. And by the way, I never took one mentor because one mentor can give you just one philosophy and one way of thinking. And, and then we narrow your mind. You need to extend to see different things and then to decide what is right for you and for your end. Later on, when I decided and I'm going to manage the company, and do the marketing, that was completely different. So you need to learn marketing. You need to learn all of those things. So where is the best school in the world to learn it? And from whom? YouTube. Ah, YouTube. Excellent. <laughs> the best. Perfect. The best mentors are there. Yes, and it's for free. It's free. And then I was sitting, and that's for free. And then I was sitting for hours learning and get the motivation and understanding how the markets go. Because, you know, as a dentist, you don't know nothing about marketing. That's for sure. The only thing is to start learning this. Tell you that it was easy? No. But, you know, when you insist on something, there is no reason not to get it. So, it. thanks, God. We are in a different place now. 
And I love the I love the comment about YouTube. It's so true. There's so much on the web that you just have to, it's 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 impossible. You can there's never enough time to watch it all. I tell you something, you know, when we say about the web, now we have been in the quarantine, okay? There was nothing to do. So what I decided one third of the world is Spanish speaking. That's the good time to learn Spanish. Now I can give I can give a lecture in Spanish. So Excellent. <laughs> And from where? From the YouTube. That's there all. you go. That's good. Well, I love Spanish with an Israeli accent. There's nothing that yeah. says uh, nothing says multicultural more than that. Um, talk a little bit about novel augmentative product creation. You talk about that a lot on your website. Novel augmentative product creation. Basically, what what does that mean, and what and how do you use that principle in the in the business? Oh, all the way of thinking in Ogma is to bring something that is breaks through that is completely different than the existing and everything is based on innovation not to bring something that is similar me too like or something like that it needs to be completely different that's why we have a lot of challenges because you bring something that was not up until now however in the back of the mind everything needs to be very effective not just nice to have you know not just to say okay there is an invention but if there is no value for these inventions and i mean value not just for the doctors, also for their patients. So if I can provide something that will uh, enable less invasive surgical protocol, which is for the patients, of course, with less pain, less swelling and all of those stuff and fast. So no one wants to sit on the chair one hour when he can do it in five minutes. And for the doctor, for example, it's more easy. You need to be less uh, skillful in order to perform it. And of course it's faster. So he saved chair time while he's saving chair time. Of course, you can do much more procedure. And by the way, not just that, when something easy, you do it more. When something difficult, you do it less. So we saw many clinicians who say, you know, since I start working with this, my turnover grow in 30, 50%. And that's, that's amazing to hear it. And by the way, it's also very good for the patient because it's not that they push them something that they don't need. They give them what they need in a, in a better uh, situation. Fascinating. Yeah. That's very cool. And then that's a good transition to the next thing, which is uh, to the next question, which is what are the obstacles that you've had to overcome on your entrepreneurial journey from dentist to uh, CEO? Um, I think if we need to count them, we're going to stay all night. But let's, <laughs> uh, let's, let's uh, talking about the first the obstacles was to invent the, the product because there, there was nothing like that before. Uh, so that's that was one of the biggest challenges. And that's by thousands of trial and error that have been done in order to find how it can work differently. Later on, the challenge is to get money to sponsor the, the project. And at that time, if you don't know how to raise money, nobody is going to give you the money, no matter how much you believe it. So uh, I know that there are some people who are expert in this and know to do it very well. I am not. And, uh, and that's why uh, nobody wants to sponsor it at that time. Uh, the other challenge is after that, the product in the market, okay, okay, how we market it, how we going to the doctor, how we expand our uh, uh, presence in the market, how we educate. So those are the main challenges that, that we had. So, uh, I mean, in general, those are the main challenges that we had. 
it's, it echoes with me because of the challenges that most business leaders have on their on their entrepreneurial journey. So I think I everybody it echoes with everybody. Have, if you don't have the passion for what you do, there is yeah. no way that you can continue with it because every day there is something that say, oh, it cannot be done. Right. But, you know, when you believe in this, that's how it goes. That's awesome. Good. Thank you very much. And um, I did, could you identify an innovation that you think has made a big difference to dentistry, maybe something even beyond the products that you sell? Yes, of course. For example, all the oral scanners are making a big difference. All the, all the uh, milling machines making a huge difference. It's something that is completely different. The implants make a huge difference. I remember myself in my early day, you know, I was starting as a dental technician, then I did the university and then I became a doctor. So I remember the days when a patient loses teeth the only option was a denture, removable one. Now the quality of life is completely different. I remember one, one old person say, when I lost my hair, I didn't feel so old when I lost my teeth. So definitely so things have changed. And you know, the beauty is that things are changed rapidly. It's not like uh, 40 years ago or 30 years ago that everything was very, very slow. Now also there is a young generation who are eager to learn, you know, if we, I remember myself in years uh, ago or something like that, you know, for the clinicians, it was very difficult to change concept. I remember when I come to some conference to see what's going there, it was very, very difficult. Now we can see that concepts are changed. Uh, we say holy cows are, uh, <laughs> you know, are uh, killed, you know, I don't know how to say it. Uh, it's just sacred a, cows, but that's good. Yeah. I understood exactly things, what you meant. Things are changing. Things are changing due to the large movement in the technology. That's people also change their minds. So it's much more easy for people to try new innovation because, you know, if something hasn't been done, it doesn't say that it cannot be done. Yeah. So people are much more aware for this. I remember when I was uh, about 25 years ago, something like that, I was in the gym, running on the gym, and somebody near me said, you know, there is a small uh, screen that shows you how to go in direction. And then I say, oh, <laughs> bullshit, you know? <laughs> but this is the way that we are using today. This is yeah. the GPS. So now everything, or now that we can speak like that and in the video on time, and you are in the other part of the world, I'm in the other one, you know, this is the technology. So thinking that nothing can be changed and what you have been learned going to remain, this is really, really, really retirement. So think about that. Normally I ask, I ask the doctor when I come to, to the lecture in order to open the way of thinking, I ask, is there is someone here in the room that believe that 100 years from now, we will do augmentation procedure in the same way that we do now. So of course, nobody will say yes. And then I say 50 years, and of course, nobody. So I say, why you don't believe that it can be today? Uh -huh. No, you deserve it to be today. So there, yeah. things can be changed very easily. And, and I think you've identified one of, the, one of the obstacles that you can overcome is getting the people to understand that it can change. Right. Because the changes are out there, but getting people to get their head into it and get their head wrapped around it sometimes is the biggest challenge of all. That's the biggest challenge of all. The changing of the state of mind, that's the biggest challenge of all. Then the second challenge is to teach them because what's happened is they are used to the comfort zone, what they are doing normally. So they used to the old technique. That's why, for example, in my, in one of my presentations, there is a nice pictures that the horse is carrying a car. And I say, don't mix technique. They are not going together. You know? 
great. So if you do it in a traditional way, do the traditional. If you work with bond cement, it's different concept. Respect the protocol and you have all the knowledge, everything, all the education part in our website, in the Alma Bond Cement Academy, and they can have it there and learn. So if somebody don't want to learn, nothing will help. But if somebody wants to learn, you will have all of the tools. This was just terrific. Thank you very much, Amos. We very much appreciate it. This has been another podcast in our Driving Dentistry Forward series, where we interview and spend some time with some of the movers and shakers that are driving dentistry forward. Amos, nice to see you. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you very much. By the way, I forgot to tell you that we got the Edison Award for 2019 for changing this. So Thank you very much and congratulations. Oh, Good to see you. We've been appreciated. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time. Bye. Anytime. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening in. Don't want to miss an episode of the Driving Dentistry Forward podcast? Subscribe today on your favorite podcast app.